This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. Over the next half hour, we'll discuss the magical numbers in Scottish football 12, 12, 18. We'll talk. Richard Britton, is he about to stay with Ross County and rip up his pre-contract with St Johnston? And look ahead to that game in Perth with Andre Hino about to make his first start for the club. All in the company of two staggies, uh, Scott Taylor. First of all, Scott, uh, last time we spoke to you, you were very irate. Have you calmed down now? Don't worry, a couple of weeks have passed and despite the result against her, Hearts, uh, yeah, I think I have, especially with uh, the way the vote went on Monday. I'm quite happy now. I'm happy tuned. <laughs> we'll talk about the vote a little bit, uh, well, very shortly, but uh, first of all, I've got an apology to make because John Maxwell was co commentator for that Ross County Hearts game on M- an MFR2 Super Scoreboard Live, and um, I got you in a bit of trouble, John, uh, when speaking about cheerleaders. We were just purely making that up. You, you didn't ogle um, cheerleaders at all during the half-time interval at Tynecastle, so there we are. It's on the record. Hi, Katrina. <laughs> yes, we're very, very sorry. Had, have we, had we got uh, John into trouble, um, he didn't look anywhere near the cheerleaders, honestly. It, it wasn't. It was chalky. It was Paul Chalk. <laughs> it, it was all Chalky's fault. star, yes. He, he, and I'm the same as well. I didn't look anywhere near them. So there we are. That, for the record, we don't like cheerleaders. Well, we do, but we... But we don't. Ah, we didn't, we didn't that day. Um, well, let's talk about 12-12-18 because that has been the the big story in Scottish football, mainly because uh, Ross County were affected uh, in the story by voting no. Uh, Ross County and St Mirren said no. Um, of course, it was an 11, 11 to 1 majority needed to, to pass the reconstruction in Scottish football. Of course, it, it, it would have had to be uh, okayed by the SFL clubs who were due to meet tomorrow. But as we know, uh, the result uh, was cancelled. The vote was the vote was uh, a no. Two clubs voted against him. St Mirren, Ross County. Scott, you proud of your club for voting no? Um, yeah, it seems to be Ross County and St Mirren were the only teams that actually you know, asked for the fans' views. I, I wasn't present at the meeting uh, where they took the show of hands, but I'm very proud of Roy McGregor to you know vote the way he did. He came under a lot of pressure, which, well, say pressure, it was effectively bullying from other chair people, whether, you know, Stuart Milne, Peter Lowell, obviously, and obviously Scott Gardner's come out to Dundee afterwards and criticised both clubs. But the, the sticking point was obviously the league structure. Everything else... You know, I've, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think anyone else has a problem with it. Uh, it's just the pure, pure fact that you look at some of the rules that they were going to come up with for a 12-12-18 structure, especially with the split, and the middle teams, you know, having their uh, record struck, all their points deducted. Um, it creates all sorts of issues. And even today, you know, I think, you know, the meeting was on Monday. This is Thursday. Now we're finally getting the actually see what was in the rule book for this league structure and it seems crazy to think that one of the rules would have effectively allowed a team that had had their points deducted to play a mini- meaningless game against a team that's still in the top half um, well the top division 
Um, I mean, I could go into the ins and outs of it, but it would probably take about half an hour. Well, it's, so. it's definitely <laughs> worth saying because if I think the examples used would be if the if there was a postponement and so many games hadn't been played before the split, and if those games were meaningless to the outcome of who would, who who would be in the split or not, then those games would be played after the split. But if you've got one of the teams in another division, then what's the point in playing it at all? Well, it's... exactly. When you're not gonna when you're playing a team that's in the top half, then even if you beat them, you're not gonna get the points. So it just seems completely crazy. I know we've had instances in the past um, with the cadence split. Uh, if you look at Cali playing mm-hmm. Celtic uh, two yeah, years ago, point, yeah, yeah um, which was obviously both teams. You know, it was a meaningful game, but ultimately didn't affect. You know where Cali were going to finish. They were still going to finish bottom half. Celtic were obviously in, in top half, but um, yeah, you just look at it, and it's the, the the structure was that they were proposing was just going to create. They wanted to. They they say it was to create you know meaningful games. They didn't want pointless games, and yet you know the scenario could could have played out. That would be even more meaningless than than the fixtures that we've already got. Yeah, <laughs> but see, I like the middle eight though. I, I like the middle eight. I think that. Four clubs, I mean, okay, 22 games, I think Ross County were still considered yeah. one of those four clubs who might have gone down to a middle eight. And even, I remember speaking e- to Derek Adams. Even Dundee United, time, I yeah. think, as well. So, you know, when you look at those four clubs um, who could potentially go down, you've got Hearts, St Mirren, um, Dundee will obviously go down there. And then clubs at the top of the first division, like Pardick, Thistle, Greenick, Morton, uh, Falkirk, the likes of those guys, to me, that's quite exciting. It is, but I think, I think my main issue with it is that ten, twenty-two matches is too early in the season to have an arbitrary cut-off. I think if you're going to do it, then then do it after thirty games. Mm-hmm. And twenty-two games would probably be in and around the transfer window. And and you'd have, I think, for the sake of fairness, mm-hmm. you'd have to have the the twenty-two games played before the start of the transfer window, or because if you if you ended up with the split. After the transfer window had closed, then and if you've got a, a backlog of injuries, then then you're stuck. And 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 if you if you had if you were quite successful, moderately successful in the top flight, but still find yourself in the bottom four, you could still find yourself in a in a scrap in a, in a scrap with the teams from the division below. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. No, you're going to end up with a position where managers are basically coming under pressure, you know, probably maybe even 15 games in a season because they're involved in a relegation scrap, um, you know, with another seven games to go. You know, that sort of scenario where the pressure's going to be on and you've already seen down in England how many managers have been getting sacked willy-nilly. Just, mm-hmm. it seems incredible to think, um, you know, you look at these managers, you know, how many clubs in the, you know have gone through three or four managers this season yeah you know it's incredible it's, it's cutthroat you're gonna yeah. have to play you're gonna have to finish in the top eight to basically make sure you're safe yeah and i've heard i've heard um arguments about moving back to a 10 team top flight yeah that even that's cutthroat but yeah sorry um even you know the, the, what the fans want is they want less you know having to play teams less times effectively mm-hmm. you know we're fed up playing teams four times a season you know it just gets boring you end up playing you know, we played Cali six times this season, or are going to. So, mm-hmm. I'll, but that's I'll, good though. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> results-wise, maybe not. But I'll get onto the point of the, the four teams and four times a season in a second. But when you when you're talking about ten 
10 teams. I remember when the SPL was a 10-team league and it was quite cutthroat and, and the, I remember the debates on all forms of media at the time and the, the general consensus was that the, the, the games were almost too high pressure and that youngsters weren't being blooded at the time and the, and foreigners were coming in. Uh, you could say that there, there are foreigners now in Ross County. You've got a fair few of them at this moment in time. Uh, as do the Cali Thistle technically, but um, but but the, the the amount of young players that are coming through in SPL just now, you got to look at Kilmarnock, where O'Hara, the centre back, played an outstanding game in Dingwall recently. He would never have got a look in under the, a ten team league or even under the, this current one because Kenny Shields would have bought a, a, an experienced centre back because he wouldn't have been able to afford to take the risk. And um, going on to the four times a season, um, uh, I. Uh, on on my Twitter account for my Telemies Pele site, I did a, a a straw poll really to see what 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 the SFL fans wanted in their if there was to be reform within the SFL. And the main bugbear was the fact that everyone was playing each other four times a season. You're only playing nine different teams, and that's what co- causes staleness. Um, Personally, I think that a 12-team league is enough for the top flight. I don't think that a country the size of Scotland can sustain a bigger one than that, personally. But I think that you could have teams leagues of 16 underneath that, and that will bring variety underneath. Well, yeah, that's the big question. What next? Roy McGregor's trying to get back around the table with these with these chairmen. Um, you know, he's he's been big enough to stand up to, as you mentioned, Scott, the, the bully boys of... Of Celtic, Aberdeen as well, uh, bigger clubs than Ross County certainly, um, but he's keen to get back around the table and discuss um, what next. What, what, where do we go from here? Well, that, that's what was confusing about the meeting on Monday is the fact that they said, "Oh, it's take it or leave it." You know, there's no other alternatives. You're not, you know, they couldn't uh, table any other amendments yet. They were they were tabling an amendment to the voting structure uh, purely for the league format. So it's like, well, if you can, you know make an amendment there surely you could have brought something else forward i mean how long have they spent you know looking at these structures three years uh, according to them well is it three years i've got here the henry mcleish's report yeah, first came out. Yeah. yeah henry mcleish's report said that scotland as a football nation was underachieving underperforming and underfunded well scotland are still underachieving and underperforming <laughs> so uh, they've, they've definitely got to go back to the table and just try and get something worked out because to be honest if They'd kept, not, I mean, a 12-12-18 league. If it was 12-12 with the current set up, I'm not, although I'm not a fan of the proposals for this split after 22 games, mm-hmm. I think the Premier League just now is really competitive, sure. apart from top and, you know, first and uh, bottom, Dundee and Celtic. But, so you want a split after 33 games for, well, for the SPL and the SPL for two, let's SPL, call it. Yeah, yeah. For, this, for the second division of you know, from the top. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I don't see why that couldn't have been tabled as mm-hmm. an amendment, you know? Because mm-hmm. like you say, you know, the, the bugbear with the Scottish League teams is playing each other, uh, you know, four times a season. I think, yeah, fair enough, an 18-team league. I think for the second or third division, I think that would work well because the majority of the clubs are part-time um, and, you know, you could get some interesting teams playing yeah. Um in the second division or SPLT, whatever you want to call it. But even with two teams of 12, though, 
playoffs or, or something that is always talked about. There has to be movement yeah, between yeah, the divisions. Yeah, so, sorry, I should have. Yeah. Because <laughs> although you might end up playing each other, if, if we are to go a 12-12 and have a split after 33 games, there has to be there has to be playoffs because you just get bored of the same teams. Well, now I'm looking at the first division, I'm thinking, right, it's great at Partick Thistle, but mm-hmm. really refreshing to see the Jacks back in the SPL. But at the same time, I'd quite fancy Greenock Morton to come up well, too. You know? Yeah, and that's sorry, I should have mentioned that as well. Is you know not quite the status quo, but you know with the additional playoffs, you know second bottom. Um, we we used to have playoffs that should never have been scrapped. No, <laughs> yeah. no, even if it is one team definitely relegated and like the SFL format, the, the second bottom yeah, that, team then plays off against the top. Yeah, the, I, th- I think the format. Yeah, the format in the Scottish leagues. I think they couldn't quite follow the same as England um, where they've got like a one playoff final yep. I don't I don't think that would work but certainly with the two legs um, you know to me that's always created interest it's a shame that um, I haven't seen as many games on the telly I think BBC Alba have been showing um, you know one game you know every year but um, you know the drama of it's you know, I've, I've I've watched some of the games and even listened. To, I remember Park Thistle when they played Peterhead. You know, I remember listening to yeah. the penalties shootout and that, and you know, you just get wrapped up in it because you just you know, it's, you know, your future, you know, for next season all getting decided. It's um, yeah, um, you know, bring back bring back the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, the playoffs would be a welcome addition. I think overall a pyramid structure as well. Everyone is talking about that, but. Nothing yeah. seems to be yeah, moving it. We're th- going to have to wait another season at mm-hmm. least. I think some some of the Highland League managers or sorry chairman have come out and said that with the with the pyramid structure, they've they've already felt the effect uh, of Ross County, mm-hmm. Caledonian, Thistle, Elgin, and Peterhead all leaving, and they're kind of getting back to the stage now where it's more lucrative, I suppose, yeah. the, for the Highland League now. Um, We've still got a bit of competition. I mean, I think uh, I think Clark, I think uh, they're kind of out of the. They've self-claimed that they're out of the championship race, but you know it's still. They've been saying that for months. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it's still competitive. Yeah. I read somewhere Ross County, John. Um, I read somewhere, sorry, about Ross County. It was more about Roy McGregor, um, about how clubs should take notice of Ross County, and likewise Cali Thistle too, because. They're two clubs who've come up from the Highland League all the way to the SPL. They've run their club successfully, uh, profitably, and also successfully on the park as well. Um, should clubs be sitting up and, and taking notice of what Roy McGregor is saying? Of course. And he, I, th- I think not only was he dignified during uh, after this meeting and when he was involved in the press, I, I, I think he was quite clever but in playing the, the, the daft wee innocent lad uh, <laughs> when he's saying that he didn't understand some agendas. Uh, he knows feel <laughs> fine well what, what's been happening. Um, uh, they, they should take notice because I think he was right that there has been a swing to the north. I don't know if that can be sustainable in the long run without heavily subsidising um, no, not without not with the fan bases that we've got. Um, when you look at teams like Hearts and Hoops, they're obviously the big capital cities, um, so the capital city and you know, like so Dundee, Aberdeen, um, those cities have got you know massive fan bases. Whereas up here, 
I think we we do well to get the crowds we've got. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be you know you hear the keyboard warriors on you know the websites you know saying oh, again. oh we get you know <laughs> oh higher average attendance and all this and that. But really, if you're proud of the fact, both Cali Thistle and Ross County should be proud of the fact that you know we get you know pretty decent crowds yeah. for um, you know for our area. You should also be very proud of yourself too because you were gutted. Last podcast, you didn't get keyboard warriors in, so you've just done it. So <laughs> I only managed to get that phrase. Well done in. to you. Cheers. It, it, it's bound to rumble on for another couple of well weeks, months. This SPL reconstruction. When are we going to see it, John? When are we going to see it happen? <laughs> Why are you asking <laughs> me? Where's Mister Meg? You know, even she wouldn't know what to do with that. Or do we just do we just carry on? We have to carry on for the immediate future, but I th- I think we'll have the, the positive changes by 2015-16. Um, uh, that's only that's only two seasons away. I think I think we'll have them implemented by. Then. I th- I think so. I think we'll get positive changes um, put forward this this summer, and I think there will be some compromise, and uh, maybe not. Uh, it won't happen for the next season, but it'll happen for the season after. I'm confident of that. Well, I, I personally don't see it happening at all, and I think Neil Doncaster will remain in charge of the SPL until then. Yeah, we could could go into that, but... Uh, let's not. Yeah. We'll let the keyboard warriors... Yeah, we'll let the keyboard, keyboard warriors, warriors have a go out. at uh, Neil Doncaster. <laughs> let, let's move on to football, shall we? Uh, Ross County. Not, let's yeah. talk about Ross <laughs> County and football. Uh, we're back, of course, in action after the, the SPL split in the semi-finals last week. It's St Johnston on Sunday away, a five past four kickoff from a fan's point of view. I know, I'm going to miss songs of praise now. <laughs> Sorry, we'll record it, we'll record it. What time's Antique Roadshow on nine o'clock? Uh, I don't know actually, yeah. I have you, have you not got Sky Plus? Oh no, I've got BT. There, oh. You know, there are other uh, recordable Yes, of course, devices. you must, uh, must stress that. <laughs> there are other recording devices yeah. out there. No, but I mean, there's, it's up against Liverpool, Chelsea, um, mm-hmm. Rafa Benitez, you know, going back to... Is that Anfield? I can't remember. I'm not sure. But anyways, Rafa Benitez playing his against his old team, so that's... <laughs> but not, you know, I'm not trying to advertise that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, Sorry, Ross, we'll do, we'll uh, do MFR <laughs> Super Scoreboard. I'll do the plug afterwards. It's all right. I'll sort out. I'll plug the commentary. You just say much Liverpool Chelsea. It's fine. No, don't worry. Just have us on in the background. It's all right. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare to get down to the game. It will have added spice because this week uh, news in the papers, uh, re- newspaper reports suggested Richard Britton could be about to rip up his pre-contract. Uh, with St Johnston, of course, unprecedented. We've never seen this happen before, not to my record anyway. Uh, so it could be a real kind of uh, landmark um, case in, in, in football, uh, never mind Scottish football. Obviously, as a fan, John, you'd love to see Richard Britton rip up that contract, put in the, uh, the what do you think, what's the thing you put in the, the, the shredder? He'd love oh, to yeah. shred it up and, and stay with Ross County for the, the time being. Yeah, where where do we start with this issue? Yeah, this is it's a good thing we've got a legal person in the house. Do we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, we uh, it is unprecedented in in Scotland and with the SFA. And if I if I were Ross County, I would just keep a hold of his registration and ignore what he signed, <laughs> and 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 put put it to to St Johnson to try and get some recourse in, in this because they've they if if Britain continues to play for Ross County, they they can't really sue for damages or anything like that because they, they they've had no material loss. 
but I, uh, I, I, I th- if it's for family reasons and if it's for, 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 for you know, extraordinary reasons, then you'd say that St Johnston would be a de- decent enough club to, to um, just let him go and without much of a fuss. Um, I think Derek Adams has been in the media saying that he, he doesn't expect Ross County to pay a penny for for Richard Britton. Although Saint Johnston will say, "Well, we've got a contract. You, you're you're obliged to pay us a, a fee for his registration." But county still hold the registration, mm-hmm. so so it's a real grey area. Mm-hmm. Um, it will set a precedent in the future to what happens here. And there's nothing really quite like it. I was saying to Scott off air that that Didi Haman signed for Man City when he was just about to sign a sign for for Bolton, and Man City paid a fee for him. But that was between two separate and the different clubs. Whereas this is purely an issue between Britain and St Johnson in the contract that he signed for them. If he pulls out of that, I can't see what St Johnson can do about it. A nice bit of news though for Ross County, not to suggest that he is going to to sign for the club again, although. He will be available to, to sign for the club if he does uh, rip, manage to rip up his contract with uh, St Johnston. And a, a good uh, piece of news for you, Scott. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think it was on the last time talking about, you know, signings and, you know, new contract deals and things like that. But um, nothing so far has happened. So at least we've kind of got one bit of news about in terms of contracts that Richard Britton does want to stay. I'm sure there's plenty of other players are wanting to stay, but Richard Britton's, I think. Whether he's been badly advised by his agent or whoever, it's he's obviously come to regret, you know, putting himself in that position where he's commit, you know, committed himself to St Johnston next season, and you know, as a as a county supporter, yeah, I'd be delighted if he could stay on for at least another season because you know we're onto a good thing here. Um, mm-hmm. If we can keep the majority of the squad next season, I mean, Derek's in the papers today saying that there will be players leaving. Um, who they are, who knows? Um, obviously, Martin Scott's obviously on loan, so he might just stand up back at Hibs. But if he can keep the majority of the squad together and look to add a couple of signings in the summer, who's to say we can push on, you know, and seriously threaten a challenge throughout the season? I think, I think the key, as Scott, Scott said, to county success over the years is that they've managed to keep most of the squad together, especially the midfield. And you look at the, the first choice midfield from last season. Um, as I always list, Richard Britton, <laughs> Paul Lawson, Stuart Kettle, and Ian Figers, and Rocco Quinn is as good as any of them now. Um, if if they can keep a hold of those, uh, and Britain's a, a key part of that, then then we'd be ecstatic. Um, Manchur Figers will stay because I th- I think he's reached another level beyond Ross County now, um, for better or worse. And you look at the players who can't can't even get into the team. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Andre Hainault later on. And, uh, I, can see the, <laughs> I can see the the glimmer in John's eyes. Yeah. Uh, so obviously through suspension. And, you know, players, I think it was the same last season, players had to wait until get their opportunity, yeah. whether it was injuries or suspensions and that. So hopefully Andre Hainault will, you know, he's going to be given his chance on Sunday, it would seem. And you know, hopefully he takes it because he's got a good pedigree, uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen of him. Just wrapping up the, the Richard Britton story, uh, John, will that uh, add any spice to the game? I mean, will Derek Adams play Richard Britton on I, Sunday at McDermott? I, I think I think Adams has put Britton in, uh, in. He's played him 
uh, when when he's been when people have had eyes on him. For instance, the the four one win at Saint Mirren was his first game after signing the the contract with with Saint Johnston, and he he had a decent game. He scored a, a crucial free kick. I don't think he'd have any reservations about playing him in 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 an atmosphere like that. Well, moving on to our next topic, Andre Hino. Um, as, as Scott mentioned, will get his chance because Scott Boyd is suspended. You rightly so pointed it out uh, during commentary at Tynecastle two weeks ago when Scott Boyd was flashed the, the yellow card. Andre Hino, we suspect, will come. And he did come off the bench to replace Scott Boyd the late on in the 40 defeat to Hearts two weeks back. Um, I think you revealed on Twitter that uh, you've got a man crush for him slightly yeah <laughs> I, I just he just seems like a decent guy when anytime you see him in uh, in the press if you if you listen to him speak he seems intelligent he, he seems nice he, he he's he's a big athlete as well and and if you you, you would think that he's, he's kind of intimidating what i like best about him is that he can wear a beard quite well but he doesn't he does he doesn't he doesn't necessarily need it he, he, he i th- i th- i think i think i'd like quite like to know him He's also a big fan, big fan of MFR. Is he? he is a nice guy. Yeah, I interviewed him a few weeks ago. I didn't interview him on Tuesday, unfortunately, but uh, he's a big fan of MFR. Um, Scott, a ginger for a ginger. I was. I did actually look at that today, and then I looked at their heights, and they're the same height, six foot two. So at least we're getting a you know. Is it like a stunt double? Um, possibly. It's um, going back to Liverpool. I think John Aldridge and Ian Rash. You know, sometimes they couldn't tell those two apart. <laughs> from when they shaved their tash but uh, yeah um, hopefully he'll take his opportunity and like I say uh, it's through suspensions or injuries that players now are getting the opportunity um, you know he's he's had to sit and wait and I think for a guy who's played in the MLS I think he's probably yeah although when you read read the interviews with him you know he's not frustrated no. you know he's just itching at the chance to get get a shot uh, yeah, in the yeah. team so. very very patient he certainly said on Tuesday that he's very patient He's he knows that the defence have been doing so well he's had mm-hmm. to, to bide his time but uh, again he's got hopefully maybe five games to impress mm-hmm. um, Derek will have obviously seen him a lot more in training perhaps in the under-20s games as well um, but uh, as supporters you'd like to have a look at him see what he's about and mm-hmm. and who knows perhaps uh, sign them up for next season yeah I hope so he, he does seem a bit of a class act Um you, you can. There are plenty of clips of him on you, YouTube, and uh, I have watched them. <laughs> uh, no, no. The like you watch. So you're before ten o'clock at night. But you're okay with watching Andre Hino videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he scored quite a few goals in in, in some some big games, and he's mm. played performed really well. We've talked in the past how how he was he's been integral to to a, a successful. Houston Dynamo team. They play in front of big crowds. They played in the MLS Cup final two years running. Um, I don't think Dynamo Park will face him. No, no, but but um, I, I I think what's unfortunate for him is that Scott Boyd is probably one of Derek Arms's most trusted disciples because he's he, he's been in the squad since 2007-8 in the second division and he's played pretty much every game since that he's been available. You can hear how Andre Hano will get on on Sunday live commentary of St Johnston versus Horse County on MFR2 Super Scoreboard live from 4 o'clock just after live commentary of Celtic versus Cali Thistle. Scott, Liverpool Chelsea's on. You can you can go and watch that. Just have us on in the background. I'll be tuning into MFR on Sunday night. That's one listener. We've got one. Good. We'll hopefully get 
a couple more. John, are you signing up? Yeah, absolutely. Two. There we go. Two listeners this Sunday, <laughs> MFR2, Super Scoreboard Live, John Rose and Brian Irvin providing live commentary. That's it from us here on the Ross County Fan Zone. We'll be back next week.